Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Under the Spotlight. Under the Spotlight, man, we're back, man. It feels good to be back, and it feels good to be talking about my love, my music, my passion, my love, my music, my passion. It all goes together, you know what I'm saying? And tonight we have a very special guest. Shout out to Shoot the Breeze Pod TV for sponsoring this episode. We're going to get into this show. We're not going to keep you guys forever, but we definitely got a good, powerful, impactful show for you guys. I have a very special guest, and I can't wait to bring this young gentleman on. But before we get started, let's talk. Let's follow us at Shoot the Breeze Pod TV, guys. That's spelled all the way out, man. Shoot the Breeze Pod TV. Make sure while you're there, you smash the like and the follow button. There's a reason, right? Because when you follow, you get all the good bonuses and the extra stuff that comes along with Shoot the Breeze. We're also on uh, IG and we're also on Twitter. Again, that's at STB Pod TV. So make sure you give a follow us follow on those channels as well. Guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you're car on your way to walk, make sure you go to your one-stop shop. That's anchor.fm backslash shoot the breeze pod TV all the way out, man. And you can find us on any one of your streaming services when it comes to podcasting. You know what I'm saying? But if you're on that Apple podcast, like your brother right here, make sure you give us those five stars. Make sure you don't you know, just this, this one, two, three, four, five. Just give us the five stars, you know what I'm saying? And leave your rating, man. Tell us what you like about the show if you're going to leave that five-star rating. You know what I'm saying? And that's it for formalities, guys. Like, I truly appreciate you guys for tuning in. We're trying to get actors and actresses on here as well, but we've had movie producers, film producers, film scorers, musicians, uh, artists, recording artists, you name it. It's only going to get bigger, and that, that thanks goes to you out there. So thank you guys for tuning in. All right, I'm not going to hold no punches. I got a very special guest. And it's hard to bring this gentleman out because he he's done so much. You know what I'm saying? He goes by the name of David Davis, a.k.a. Mr. Triple D. Don't know what that means. I think his middle initial is D, too. So <laughs> I'm, we're going to ask him on air. Matter of fact, you can ask him if you choose. But David Davis is one of the most promising, young, talented, and gifted musicians today. David was born and raised in Connecticut. He is a Hart School of Music graduate with a degree in jazz studies and music management. For five years, he studied with his protege of the late world-renowned professor and jazz saxophonist Jackie McLean. David has performed at venues along with Mary J. Blige, Deborah Cox, LL Cool J is back as Ben, Brian McKnight, Keith Washington, Sean Puffy, did he take that? Combs, he got mad names right. Kid Capri, Biz Markey, John Pre Key, Mrs. Karen Clark Sheard, and uh, Marion Meadows, Roy Ayers, Donald Harrison, Dave Valentine, Ojane Allen, Gums, Sherry Winston, Chuck Loeb, Cheryl Hayes, and Gloria Lynn, to name a few. That was just a few. I, I, that was like 25 names, and that was a few. <laughs> David Davis is an outstanding saxophonist who brings the house down with his warm, sensuous sounds. Sherry Winston flying flute records. David has traveled and performed in Hong Kong, Beijing during the 2008 Olympics and Shanghai, China at some of the most prestigious venues and hotels. David's contemporary and straight-ahead collections have established the Connecticut-based musician as one of the most prominent, prominent artists. 
His self-produced music features him on keyboards. He takes my job, right? Drums and percussion, he's taking Dexter's job. His EWI, which stands for Electronic Wind Instrument, drum programming, takes my job again. And vocals, he takes my job again. So David doesn't need Wayne, right? All right, so David has definitely earned the reputation as the musician's musician. Whether he is playing contemporary or straight ahead jazz, David stands in a class all by himself. He is known for his swiftness on stage, his unique round sound, which is percussive yet soulful, and his contagious smile. His brother does like to smile, I tell you, boy. He has the ability to surprise the audience with something out of the ordinary. David gives his audience what they come for, a great show. David has owned his own, his own production and publishing company. That's what I'm talking about, brother. David produces and writes music for hip-hop, R&B, gospel, jazz, and dance artists. With nine CDs under his belt, yes, nine CDs under his belt, and many collaboration CDs, David has definitely gained his place in the music world as a player, songwriter, and producer. We talk about saxophone players, guys. Get your minds out the gutter. David is the fourth production of six children who were referenced to be the Brady Bunch. Did it, did it, did it, growing up. David is a loving husband and a dedicated father of two beautiful daughters, one of which he actually successfully delivered himself at home in his spare time. Wait, so we got to ask him about this. He really enjoys writing himself in the third person. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> The world-renowned Mr. David Davis, y'all. Give him a round of applause. Listen, bro, I'm sitting here reading this, this long, voluptuous biography, right? I'm like, yo, this is like a book. And I've known you for over 20-plus years. And just reading your bio, I learned new stuff. I love it. Me too. I'm like, yo, who's this dude? <laughs> That's you, bro. That's you. Much success to you, bro, man. Like you, you don't understand how much, you know, us, us little older, younger guys look up to you, man. You've been like a pillar in the community. You've been a pillar in the music community as well. Uh, and I'll never forget like the first time we connected, you know, it was it was it was at church. Yes, sir. You know what I'm and uh shout out to Pastor Austin McFarlane or Bishop yes, Austin McFarlane. And he brought us together, and then ever since then we've been like inseparable. Even though you like 20 years older than me, now you don't look it. You don't look it at all, brother. And uh, much success to you, man. And 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 continue to keep up the great work, bro. How you doing, man? Good How man. Uh, good man. My industry age is. I moved up to 31. It's from 30 to 30. I've been using. I've been holding on to 30 for a while. So I'm gonna say 31 right now. It's it's funny because like if someone asks you. What, what age do you look like? I mean, it's definitely like, it's always 27. Yeah, like, I don't man. even know how people put you in the 30s. <laughs> I don't know if it's the bald head or yeah, the yeah. smile, the baby, the skin. I don't know what it, the complexion. I don't know what it is, but you uh, always look 27 to me. Uh, me, thanks, I'm starting to look 37 because I got, I got mad gray hair all of a sudden. But I teach I mean, kids. That's where the gray hair come from. I, I can uh, promise you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what it is. I got some grays after I started having kids. Yeah, I, I've never seen a gray hair, like, ever. Like, so yeah. I, I believe it when I see it. But, bro, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on tonight's show. Uh, David and I, we we go back and forth through text messages, guys, right? So what I did was I, I booked David, like, back in August. And he was like, yeah, 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 no doubt, right? And then I canceled David because I, 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 I wanted to revamp the show. He was like, 
all right, but I can't do this day. It's my birthday. So I gave him a date, right? And then David was like, cool, we got the date, whatever. And now David does not mess up a date. I will tell you, I don't know. He's old school. He got an old school planner you could get from Walmart or Target where he's still right in the joint. And he got it in his phone. So I sent him a message. No, I didn't even send him a message. I've been promoting the show. And David was like, hey, man, um, you sure we're not going on next Tuesday? Because I got next Tuesday on my calendar. And I'm like... Yeah, you probably right, and I messed yeah. up. But it's, it's what it's what we do. Are you available? He said he sent me like four or five text messages. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I gotta, uh, I gotta reschedule this show. So he was like, but I think I could do it. You know, I'm like, Dude, why you just couldn't say that in the first place? Uh, I just want to like, make sure. You know what I'm saying? I ain't want to be like, you know. But right, you, you set me up. You was like, you sure we supposed to be doing it this day? Cause you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, I know yeah, yeah. he's booked. This dude yeah, yeah. plays everywhere. And then he was like, no, but I, I think I could do it. I'm like, yeah, Tuesdays right. are good. Tuesdays are good. Tuesdays are good. That's good. That's yeah, a good man. day for me, too, because normally we're out, you know, yeah, making yeah. other people happy. So today, yeah. I'm hoping that you get on the show and you make people happy. Just telling everybody about your life, man. Your life is a beautiful blessing to this world, brother. And we're going to get right into the show, if you don't mind. Everything's good with you, though, right? You all peachy. You good. You, you, you Everything healthy. Everything is gravy. Everything is gravy, man. Before we even get started, man, I want to big ups to you, man, and say, man, shout out and, and congratulate with Congratulations on your show, man. And this Thank is, you, you've always been uh, one of those dudes, man. Like I said, we gravitated to each other because when I see you, you you're not just a musician. You, you, and, I, and me and my brother had a, a, a talk about this. Like the word artist, we don't use it too loosely. Mm. Well, and you, I see you as an artist as opposed to a musician, singer, a rapper. You're a performer. You are an artist. Is, not everybody's an artist. Wow. And, and you have that creativity. You have that thing. I'm not sure if it's ADHD, but it's something that. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's something, but it's your creativity. It's just like anything that you were involved in, I want to be a part of it somehow. So, so when you hit me up, I was like, of course, I ain't got to say nothing else. Like, I already know. I appreciate that, man. And it's yeah. funny because I feel the exact same way. Like, the reciprocation is real because whenever you call me, I'm like, yup. Yep, 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 yep. Except the only time I mess up with you is when you're producing your projects. Ah. And it's like, you give me the invite, yeah. but then the ADHD kicks in and I, I miss out. So I'm, I'm, I'm on some of his projects, guys, but David done took some stuff we did 95 years ago, chopped yeah, yeah, it up, yeah, yeah. It up yeah. put it on a project. Like, yo, Wayne, you did this. I'm like, I did? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, man, we're going to do this little segment. We're going to kick off this little segment called Casual Talk. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get to know David Davis. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to I'm gonna ask you some questions. And okay. those that are watching, man, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you smash that like button again. Please smash it one time with the Hawk smash. You know what I mean? Um, guys, get your questions ready because we're going to have a segment called Call Me. I'm going to put the number up here, and you're going to text me, and I'm going to sit there and give you a call. You get to ask Mr. David Davis himself some questions you have. Hopefully, I don't ask your questions, but let's go ahead and get into a couple of questions. Uh, David, how did you become a musician, and what made you choose the saxophone? Wow. How did I become a musician? Before I do that, yo, this is some good stuff, man. This is peanut butter whiskey. It's pretty good. Try it. You like your whiskey? I can't, man. My house right. is allergic to pe- to nuts. Oh man, a whole house. Wow, wow. Except for me, I gotta sneak. I gotta come to your crib and have a glass, and then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do I come become a musician? Let me see here. Back in the day, I don't. I literally don't remember not being. I mean, I remember not playing anything, not being a musician, but not. I don't remember not knowing that's what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I just remember being. Um, I'm one of six. Four of us, I was number four, and um, 
my mom was a singer in a in a in a church and she played the keys. And so I the earliest the earliest memory of me wanting to do music, knowing that that's what I wanted to do, is remember I remember in the in the dining room, we had a big dining room in Stanford. We had a little organ in there. And she used to play mm-hmm. and sing. And I remember I used to be underneath the dining room table playing or just chilling. And I just remember just the feeling I got from that music. I didn't, I don't, I didn't know how to explain. I know, I know what it is now, but as a kid, I didn't know what that was. But I just remember whatever that is, she's doing to make me feel this way. I want to learn how to do that. So that's the earliest I remember. And I remember I was, I just started doing music. You know, I played trumpet and stuff. And I remember 13 years old, I wanted to, um, tell my mom, I was, I played sports too. You're you you an athlete as well. So I remember none of my other friends that I hung out with were musicians. So I thought I was weird. I thought something was wrong with me because I, I just heard music differently. I just, I got excited. I, it was just different. I knew I was different when it come to music. And I remember they used to come over and I would sit down at the piano and show them the, the latest rap stuff. I remember when Br- The Bridge is Over by KRS One came out. Do, 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 yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. And, I remember, and I remember I was playing it for them and they, they were blown away by that little bit of a thing. And I remember thinking, and they couldn't do it. And I was like, you know, it was so simple. So I remember telling my mom, like, I, I thought something was wrong with me. So I was like, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to do football and baseball. I don't want to play music. And then she sat me down, yo. And truth, I had it, I didn't know, yo. You did the intro, right? You said about my name, David Triple D. Was that for right. 3, 3D Music? This is why. Because my name is David. I hope this stays on this podcast. Nobody's spread. Yeah. My I middle can't. name. <laughs> I, I, I don't know your middle name. That's why I can't uh, wait to hear. I'm all ears. So my, my name is David Dale. Davis. I knew it. Uh, I, didn't it I didn't know it was Dale, yeah. but I knew his middle initial had to be D because yeah. I know like, I've been calling this dude Triple D. This is yeah. not Diners, Divers, and Drives. Uh, trying to figure uh, out. It took uh, me almost 25 years to get your middle name. I got you, bro. David, David Dale Davis. So my mom named me that. And, and when I told her I wanted to quit music, so I thought, I didn't tell her because I thought I was weird, but I just told her I wanted to do sport, sports. And then, and then she sat me down and she pulled out these old records, yo. And it's just, and it's the organ player, gospel organ player, white dude too. His name is David Davis. Come on, David. Come so on, she, bro. So she said when she was pregnant with me, she wanted me to be a musician. So she used to sing to me and talk to me, say I was gonna be a musician. And so she named me after a musician, David Davis. And then my middle name, Dale, is a preacher in the same area in Florida named Dale Davis. So she wanted me to be a, either a musician or a, produ- or a preacher. I'm glad I gravitated to be a musician. <laughs> but, but when she told me that, it freaked me out as a kid. I was like, I thought she put a curse on me. I was like, at first I was a little upset, a little thrown off by it, but now I knew it was a blessing. It was something that, so I, that's why I don't remember not wanting to do music. I think it started from the womb, but she kind of, she did it. You know, moms have a great power, man. When, they, when, you, when they're inside your stomach, man, they, whatever they're in, in, what they desire, what they're into it, they, they feed that to us, man. Yeah. So that's that's my that's so how I became a musician was because my mom and, um, and I chose saxophone. What's crazy about that? I played trumpet for four years, right? Right, right. And, and at fourth grade, I wanted to pick up saxophone because my older brother started playing sax. His story's a little different. He gonna tell a different story, but he he started playing sax, right? And but he was never playing it. My mother rented this saxophone. It was sitting in the house, and so I was like, "Yo, I, that's a cool instrument. I want to learn how to play it." So my mom bought me a mouthpiece play on his saxophone. <laughs> I love so, it, yo. So he was pissed. So he was pissed about it. And I wasn't trying to take his... I was like, I just wanted to play the thing, you know? And so he told me, he um, on a sidebar, he told me that if I... He knew I was going to pick up an instrument in school. He said, if I play saxophone, he's going to beat me up. 
So I went to school and I had to pick trumpet, yo. I played, I, cause I, I, there was a saxophone there, but I chose trumpet because my brother was mad at me for trying to play sax. So I picked trumpet. So for four years, I was in fourth grade and eighth grade, I played trumpet. And then after that, I said, I got bigger and a little bit more confident. And I said, yo, man, I can take this dude now. So I said, I'm going to switch over to saxophone. So I switched to saxophone and never turned back. Wow. What what, a, what an amazing story, man. I, I'm going to have to sit my mother down and ask my mom if she used to sing to me. Because my mom can't sing. Ah. So I'm trying. I have no idea. Mm. Other than my grandmother going to Sun... I was in the Sunshine Band, bro. So, like, I always knew I wanted to sing. Yep. But it wasn't until I got older when I, I was fascinated by brother Mr. Colin Haywood. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he uh, he can play the organ, and 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 that moment is when I said I gotta learn. I I he was making people cry, bro, wow. from solos. Oh yeah, playing hymns, and I was like, yeah. man. So the, where we get our inspiration from is amazing. But I gotta have this conversation, you know, next Thanksgiving or whatnot, and mm-hmm. uh, ask my mom, yo, you can't sing. So what what happened? Like <laughs> how, what happened? How does this work? Because uh-huh. she still can't sing. You know. Now, how about your pops? Was he musical? No, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like my pops wasn't musical either. So I know in our generations of family, there's musicians in there because I have a cousin who's who's played with like Stevie Wonder and, and everything like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's it's weird how stuff skips generations. We we gotta have another podcast about stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah. yeah was, you thought I'm like I think I'm I like, what it is. Yeah, you, yeah. Like you were here to fill that void. Boy, in your life. Yeah, like yeah. David. I could tell David's brain. Well, you don't know him like I know his brain is on its way to something different. So let me just let's let's go ahead and we'll have another show. Talk yeah, about yeah. stuff like that, but man, people right. are loving you. Shout out to Will Prince, man. He, he's tuned in. He said, "Mad respect to you, bro." Oh, um, Will's the man. What up, Will? Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. My wife says, "David, David." <laughs> so shout out to everybody that's tuned in. Uh, yeah, that that you you inspire. Okay, so quick, quick, quick tidbit, tidbit, right? Uh huh. Let me tell you how much of an inspiration you are, and then I'm gonna get your next question right. So. The saxophone is probably my favorite instrument to listen to. I love to play keys. I love guitar. But the saxophone, there's something about the sax. So when we met and I was like, yo, he plays the sax, I said, he he's the greatest saxophonist I've ever like heard. And I've heard a lot. And 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 I'm like, yo, and, and it's something about not just how well you play, it's about the just the energy and the spirit you bring into your playing. Like you uh-huh. like you you put your soul into it. You know what I'm right. saying? And I think that's why people feels it so much. And I yeah, feels feels it so much. So I was like, I am inspired by Dave, but he doesn't know it. And I took, I was taking a class this past um this past fall, not this, this fall, but the fall before, and we came up into the to the to instrument parts. And remember, I sent you some pictures about me on the saxophone. I remember, bro. I wish I would have sent you the video because I was able to play a scale wow. and a song. It was a, it was an easy song, but yeah. the fact that I was able to do it was like okay. So I went out and I bought a saxophone, but it's chilling in the studio closet because. 
I got to take it out, man. You I look pretty good. You look natural with it. I was like, oh, shoot. This, you look pretty, oh, pretty good. Get some feedback. What I'm talking about. That's All right. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and I'll slide you some cash app money. You know what I mean? Maybe I could get a lesson every three months. That's the time <laughs> I have. You yeah. know, but there's something about that saxophone, bro. And, and it's the alto sax. I love the tenor sax, but yeah. it's the way the alto sax fits yeah, yeah, in yeah. my hands. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Something yeah. about that, bro. Yeah. They say the sax in the, in the cello... Is, ah. is the is the closest to the human voice tonality wise? That's why it, people gravitate to the cello and the sax. I'm not sure if that's true, but that's what they say that vibe it vibes with everybody the same way as a voice as a vocalist. It's super possible because when we talk, that tone is what yeah. resonates in the people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's funny you mentioned that because we we did not prep this show. Yeah. Right? You didn't know about this, right? You mentioned yeah. the cello, and that's my favorite string instrument. Me too, man. I love cello. And if I could play it, I tried the cello. It was dope. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, yeah. You know, but then I tried the double bass, which is bigger, you know, because mm-hmm. it stands up in the air. Whatever, man. But that cello, <laughs> it does something to me as well. All right, yeah. man. So talk, take, you're also, you're not just a, a musician, right? You're not just a musician. You're an artist, right? And, and we, right, we, we shouldn't use that term loosely. So I'm going to use it and I'm going to categorize you as an artist because you do just about everything. Just reading your bio and me knowing who you are, you do do everything. You, you do everything. Take me through David Davis's creative process. I want from start to finish. We got time. <laughs> creative process. Jesus. I don't know. Let me see. Creative process. I, I, you know, sometimes when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about something, I'm thinking that everybody does the same, thinks the same way, but I realize they don't, whatever. I, now I realize I'm, I'm coming to grips that I'm kind of weird a little bit. Oh, I, you know, I won't say I'm weird, but I'm like uh, a little different. And I, I remember, you know, know who put me on to myself a little bit? There's, there's a bass player and producer that I looked up to and grew up growing up with. His name is Dewey Browder. And I remember years ago, he was at my studio and I had this concept about a recording, right? Mm-hmm. And I was explain, breaking it down to him. It was my reparation CD. Before I did it, I was explaining to him what I wanted to do. And he was laughing at me. And I was like, what? He's like, yo, man, I don't know if it's just the saxophone players, man. You guys are always conceptual all the time. Like, yo, I can't do nothing without... And I'm thinking, when he said that, I was like, he's right. And I'm, I've always been that way where a lot of times um, I would say what gets me excited and motivated about something is if it's a concept, if as opposed to just music, if that makes sense. Like, I don't like to just do a song or do music. I like to have a concept. If I do a project, especially if I do a project, it's easier for me to do it with a concept in mind. So, like, if somebody said, um, just paint a picture of something for me. Like, say, I wanted to do, you know, um, like, we did a Christmas thing, right? We did it together. That's conceptual to me. I was like, I, so I, I can visualize certain things, and I, it helps me out. So, like, I can't just do it, like, at this... We'll talk about later, but the, the, my last CD with uh, Remembering Aaliyah was an Aaliyah tribute. That's, oh, I've always wanted to do a tribute to Aaliyah, and it's um, and I wanted to do it differently. And so, and I will talk about later about how I did it differently, but I, I like concepts. I don't like, I know how the power of music is, and so I always want to be a kind of a vessel that, um, even scientifically, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to just musically. So I wanted, I wanted to, we grew up in a church, so when I see, I see the power of music, man. Yeah, and, and music without music. Try to go to church without music; it ain't gonna be the same. Try to watch a movie without music; it ain't gonna be the same. Nothing without music, and so, so I, I I don't take that lightly. You know what I'm saying? So I, I so when I do something, my creative process is from the I guess the foundation of it is that I 
I have the um, I want to have the right um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to have the right. I can't think of the word right now, but what, my a person's um, reason why they're doing something. I want it to be strong. I want to have a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's a little bit more meaningful. It's meaningful, yeah, man. Yeah, and then I can get into it more, and I can put myself into it more as opposed to just doing it just to do it. I love it. I, I love it a lot. I mean. Even like I think about my creative. Pro- I've never really thought about my creative process. Yeah, yeah. It's always weird. It, it, it changes. Yeah. But I'm too weird like you. But um, <laughs> I like to have stories. Yeah. Right. Because I'm always thinking about the visual. What it's gonna yeah. look like. How I yeah. see it as a as a as a videography, cinematography. Like always bigger than what it is. And then yeah. I then I grab all the ingredients. It's like it's almost like baking a cake, right? Yeah. yeah. You say I want to make this type of cake. Okay, I've never made it before, but I know this is what I want to make. Now, let me figure out what type of ingredients I'm going to use. Because with this cake, I'm going to be able to do this, 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 and this, right? So you always see in the bigger picture and things. And that's why your projects always come out so big, right? Like they come out like manifested. Like they're they're everything you wanted in them uh, because you work with the A. (laughs) It might be hard, but you work with the right people. And right, right. like I said, it might be hard because we could talk about that in a little right, bit. Because yeah. you're you got to work worry about managing people. That's the hard. I always tell people I've managed an artist, and she's wonderful, amazing person. Uh, but try managing two artists. Try managing three. Try managing five. Yeah. Like if this is not what you want to do for for yeah. the rest of your life, like you need to just jump out and yeah. had to get out of management because it was it was causing me to go crazy. Um, but you're doing it. You know how to manage. You know how to do all those different types of things. Yo, man, the next question, right, in this casual talk segment, man, is is a question that has affected us all, all right? Now, how has COVID-19 affected you as a musician and a producer? Broke as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Sum it up right there, Uh, Chief. Yeah. Talk about it, baby. Yeah, so it, yeah, it affected me, man. It, it's uh, but I'll tell you one thing. It's like I'm I'm one of those, I'm one of those weirdos that like um, in the middle of like a storm, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm try to gravitate to something positive. I'm gonna I'm try to figure something. I it, it kind of like um, it challenges me a little bit. To, like I felt challenged to pivot, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So I was like right away. I remember the, my March 16th was my last gig, and I think the next day was when they had to shut down Connecticut. Yeah, that was mine too. I'm and I remember, sure. and I remember being at the gig when they announced it, and I remember telling musicians right then, I was like, "This is what we got to do. It's gonna be online. Everything's gonna be online process, uh, online. Um, mm-hmm. We're we gonna think differently, you know. And this, this, we don't know how long it's gonna be. Right away, I went into to survival as opposed to freaking out, you know. So, and and I think that uh, I thought everybody was doing that, and I realized that not everybody was doing that, and that's why I was like, I didn't know what that was, and so. It might have been because of fear. I didn't have that much fear. And I think when you have fear about anything, right? You got that fight or flight mentality where mm-hmm. if you can't fight, you're going to flight, you're going to run. And then what happens with our brain, our cortex, is like when you're in fear, if you're getting chased by a lion, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your, your body's not going to think about trying to heal this wound. Your immune system, everything's going to shut down to get you out of there, right? Yeah, and so, right. Yeah, yeah, so that's what fear does. And so when you don't have fear, then you, you can think and... You don't, your brain's not trying to think of what two, two times two is when you're in fear, when the lions run after all that gets shut down. Right. So a lot logic of times, right. yeah, so our logic, just biologically, our, 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 our 
our body shut down to do things that don't make sense because of fear. And so I knew that that might be why, but so I was able to respond as opposed to react. And so um, I started doing some online stuff, but it was mainly for like to kind of help people. So I knew that music is powerful, man. You try to, and I think that's why they try to shut down music and, and, and because it's, it's a, uh, it's a healing. It's a, it's something that brings people together. It's something you can't control. It's, it's really, it's, it's something uh, scientific. So when they try to shut that down, I felt like it was our duty to keep it going where we, we would, and I would do online. Like you did the same thing. We go online, do some live shows, free live shows. Just, just doing it, man. Just to, it was just for, uh, therapy, mainly for anything, for everybody, for me too. For, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so it was wonderful, man. And I, and I, right away I told musicians, I said, yo, let's, this is the time to collab. Let's do some things online. And so we did, uh, had this idea of doing like a online performances for people, but there was nothing, there was no software, no, no interfaces to make things happen that way with the, you know, with the whole lax in time and, and latency. So I said, and I saw a couple of musicians doing, it. I'm like, how are they doing this? This is a uh, saxophone player, Chad, uh, something Lederwitz, whatever, he's incredible sax player. He did a big band video. Wow. And I'm like, how would they do big band? Oh, they had like 20 musicians and it was killing. And I find this a research. I find out how they did it. And then that's when I say, yo, that's why we did it. So I had most of the musicians like you and some other upcasts that we know have our own uh, studios. So I said, let's collab, let's do some songs. And that's when I came up with the idea of doing some, uh, uh, some songs um, together using today's technology where we don't have to be in the same place to play and record and, and to share it with people. And, and I did everything in a 444 so, so that it, it vibrates and resonates and kind of help people. Yeah, hold that 444 because we're going to talk about that in a little bit, right? Uh, but it, it appears COVID didn't affect you negatively. Maybe financially, whatever, yeah. but your music was, was going on. And we have a little clip that we're going to play for the people, man. Uh, this was when you when you reached out to these musicians, especially me, man, you don't know how much of a of a fan I am of this particular artist that we was about to cover. Uh, so oh, man. When you reached out, I'm like, heck yeah, yeah no yeah, doubt. Yeah. It's like four chords for me, man. I'm just going to have fun in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but let's go ahead and kick off this pop life, man, by Mr. Dave Davis. must have sent you 40 tracks <laughs> yeah. Be- because I, I, I kept wanting to layer it with different sounds. So you had your piano, you had your Rhodes, you had your synths. Like I was yeah. just sending tracks and it was fun. It, yeah, it took man. everything out of me though because I was like, I ain't yeah. doing this for nobody else. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I hit you up first, right? Because I knew... <laughs> it was going to take I, you forever? Or, or just know that, no, this is your, creative t- your creativity. I said, if you can remember, I just said, let's do a print song, right? Yeah. And we, we we chose Pop Life. 
I said, you create the skeleton, you do it, you, and, and, right. you know what I'm right. saying? So I, I ain't got nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? I knew that right. that's what you would want. You know what I'm saying? And we, I wanted to make the record bigger than what it was because yeah. it's not a big record on the album. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not a right. not a, a big far as instrumentation. Uh-huh. And I knew if I made it fat, uh-huh. I knew the drums were going to be leered, the groove was tight, and uh-huh. all you had to do was add color. Lawrence yeah. laid the bass yeah. down, wow, and man. then you just add the color, and you have fun. I felt yeah. like, yo, this uh, dude's up here smiling, uh, cheesy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, man, you was on it, bro. You was and what's funny it. about that song, too, I remember when Lawrence laid down his bass line, right? And Lawrence remembered this. I remember he sent it to me. At first, my first reaction was like, oh, man, he played like the record. <sighs> to me, to me, that... Right, right. To me, that's like the song to me. That's, yes. So so when I heard it, I was like, but then I let go listen. I said, but that's hot as hell. I was like, yeah. And I said, you know what? Like, if I, I'm glad I didn't instruct him to do that. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm, I'm glad that he did that and it made it better. What a like, producer you are, man. I was <laughs> like, yo, that's hot. Okay. Because you're right. You need that, that walk down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was and like, the slap. That's but, what I was waiting for. He, I, I thought the record in general was a well-produced joint, man. Yeah, man. If Prince was alive, that man would be proud, bro. Yeah, yeah, he would like that one, brother. He would, he would definitely <laughs> like that one, man. All right, listen, man, we're gonna keep the show going. Look, you, you've done stuff, you've done a lot of stuff in your past. Why don't you just go ahead and talk about like your discography really quick before we introduce your latest project? Oh. You have not, you have eight prior projects to this latest one, right? I remember Reparations. Was Reparations your first project? Nah, man. That was like okay. maybe my okay. fourth, third. So that's when we met. We met on that project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All uh, right. So my first one was, oddly enough, a Christmas album. And I remember, like I said, conceptually, like my first album I said, I want to do, I didn't want to just do a regular album. I said, I want to do something marketing-wise that can be marketed. All, and, like I knew Christmas, holiday is going to be Christmas every year. So... I could push that every year. It's going to be hot. You know, or not so it's hot, but it's going to be viable. It's going to be, you know. So I said, my first album was a Christmas album called, um, called <laughs> The Re- Reason for the Season. Right? <laughs> I had dreadlocks. But uh, so I did that and then did it at my mom's house. And the funny thing about that is right when I finished it, I had, this is when we was recording on the uh, hard disk recording, the Roland VSA 80. I, yo, I had the 1680, bro. I'm a little, bl- <laughs> I'm a little, Newer than you, but it's all yeah, good. Yeah, I had the eight eighties joint, and I had, and I remember my cousin came, and we both produced it together. And Cream de Coca Productions, baby. We, ah, uh, that's we, the uh, history behind now. Okay. Yeah, so we, he came over. We we going back and forth. He's in the studio, and and I was kind of more of the engineer of handling. But it's been a couple of times he was there by himself, and he did something wrong. He just totally deleted everything on the hard drive, and that was like like maybe a month before Christmas. And so, like I had everything done. I had to redo everything, man. Redo it. And, and, I, and I had I had the MIDI and all that, but I had to redo stuff, had singers and stuff come in, rappers come in and redo the stuff. And I, I was able to get it back in time. It was before, not a month before Christmas, but like a month before the deadline of what I had to have everything finished by. But that was my first project. Then after that, I did one called Can't Get Enough of Your Love. And it featured a, sing, a vocalist of, y'all might be familiar with, Javier Colon. Yeah. So, all right. He sung on that album. That's my second album that I did. Um, my third album was, I think, another Christmas album with, with Charmaine called This Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, and then Charmaine after, Trip, yo. What 
I do after that? I can't. And um, then reparations came, right? Reparation, yep. Reparation yeah. came after that. That was a Black History Project. I always want to do a project of uh, of of using urban arts, music, uh, art, art, uh, or spoken yeah. word. Yep. Just our 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 way of creating to to um to kind of convey information and um that most people don't hear about. Like I was sick and tired of hearing Martin Luther King, Mark Malcolm X, and Harriet Tubman every year. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, there's so many people, man, we, we, that we are the first people of America. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's so many pe- things that aren't talked about that music can relay that information. So that's why I came up with reparations. And this is before reparations was being talked about. So I said, I wanted something controversial. Yeah, that um, there's not a song called reparations on the CD. I just called it. I finished this project and I said, what am I calling it? I said, I had like 28 tracks. Yeah, yeah. It was a big, it was a big compilation. I said, I'm going to call it reparation volume one. Right, and I, want, and I want to do volume two. I haven't done volume. I'm working on volume two. I'm, I'm, I'm on that joint. Yeah, Joe, you know you are, baby. Go to the people. <laughs> and I got some ideas. It's gonna be it's crazy ideas. So, um, so that was like my next one, and I came out one um, called Smile. Uh, I wanted to do a CD that kind of represents who I am. Like you said, I'm always smiling. So uh, I called it Smile, and then after that, I did I, I did something crazy where I did. I was just recording. You know, sometimes you in, you in that zone, you just record. I was just recording, recording, recording covers, covers, covers. I ended up having like like 40 or 50 songs recorded, right? And I, and I was like, I can't, I got to pick which ones I want. But I saw they were kind of split into thirds, where a third of them were like pop songs, a third was R&B, and like a third was gospel. So I was like, shoot, I'm just going to do a, a triple release. <laughs> so I did a, all at the same time, a pop, R&B, and gospel song CD together. Wow. Stupidest idea, yo. That was the dumbest idea, yo. Because now you cover all three markets, bro. But it was like I couldn't, I ain't had no money to I couldn't push anything. I couldn't right. push none of them. So I was like, I had three, three starving, <laughs> starving babies. It's like having babies. They couldn't feed them. I couldn't oh, do nothing. Man. So uh, so I did that. That was crazy. And then um after that, now, now after I did that, that was 2007. Okay. I I didn't do a, another one until I did my last one, dig or second to last one was dig this. Yeah, and then and that was like a ten year gap before I I released anything from the last triple one, and so uh, that was a wonderful CD that I love recording that one, man. That and CD then, was dope. Yeah, and then um, and then the last one was um, the remembering Aaliyah. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So let's talk about remembering Aaliyah, man. Uh, beautiful CD, bro. The thing I liked about this CD is you put your twist. Uh-huh. On the songs, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. had a you had a song, but it had a it had a reggae feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, yeah. like I'm like, okay, I see. What, and I think Simone is singing on that joint too. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, David, yo, your creative process is real talk. You really yeah. have this vision. Look, yeah. I'm going this way. I'm gonna uh-huh. get this type of artist, yeah. and we gonna smash it. Uh-huh. And uh, matter of fact, I think I have the clip to that one. Is that the, the, the uh, we need a resolution? That's the resolution joint. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, let me tell you, Simone, man. Simone. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah. The, the first time I heard her sing, she was singing backgrounds for Charmaine. We was doing the show. Mm-hmm. And know what, know what it is, man? And know what I gravitate to certain musicians and artists, man? It's like the personality, like the, the, the artistry is important to me, man, but it's like the inside, man, of somebody. Like the, the, oh. the person, that's like, to me, that's like more important. So when I met Simone, man, mm-hmm. and she's, and Charmaine's like my, that's my twin. And, and and so we always hit it off, man. And when it, and I met Simone, I was like, yo, this girl, is, she's real cool, man. And then she started singing. I was like, come on, real cool. 
the, the story could go Come on. Come on, man. The first time I met Simone was through Charmaine. And uh. then that's when you co-signed everything. You was like, yo, she's dope. And I'm like, remember she was singing background? We did a Whitney Houston project. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That was the first time I've ever... I don't know how I did not know who she was. I was all yeah. over the state playing for everybody except for Simone. And I'm like... This is this has got to change, and uh, yeah. now Simone and I we're working on her LP, man. It's it's crazy. She's special, man. She's very like like she's very special. So when I when I did this song, we, we need a resolution. I can't remember how I started that that, but I remember I, I would listen to Aaliyah's stuff, and I wanted to do something different, but kind of keep the 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 um, integrity of the song and kind of people recognize it, not take it away from it. And so I said, I just listened to it. I said this is gonna be that little line. That was in there. Yeah, so, yeah so, I, so that's the first thing I did. I did it with my soprano sax, and after that, I kind of built around it. And I said, you know, this can be a reggae vibe. And I, I flipped into a reggae, and then I was like, who could I get to sing this? And then you hit all the notes too, by the way. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you must have pulled up the sheet music or something. You, uh, hit, you hit all them Timberland notes. I'm all like, of them, man. I'm like, this is dope. Hey, man, uh, Dave, why don't we go ahead and play it so that they can yep. hear it? You oh know yeah, yeah. Baby girl. Why are you feeling that way? You should know that my love is here to stay. Why are you feeling that way? I'm not going anywhere. Why are you feeling that way? You should know that my love is here to stay. You should know that I love you. Did you sleep on the wrong side? Yeah. I'm catching a bad vibe. And it's contagious. What's the latest? Speak your heart, don't bite your tongue, don't get it twisted, don't misuse it. What's the problem? Let's resolve. We can solve it. What's the cause? It's official. You got issues, I got issues, but I know I miss you. Who should be hurt? Who should be blamed? Who should be hurt? Who should be ashamed? Who should be hurt? Will we remain for oh, I, 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 I want to know. Ladies and gentlemen, that is We Need a Resolution by Mr. David Davis, man. <laughs> the production on that track sounds crispy, baby. Like it's clean. Clean, yeah, lo- love the love the reggae vibe. Simone sounds beautiful. Your other artist sounds amazing. Like it's it's like the perfect the perfect vibe for that particular record, man. Talk a little bit about some of the other people you work with on this project, man. Man, it's so many now. Now this has been like a, the Aaliyah thing's been a, um, an idea like ten years in the making. Where I started with the idea, the concept, and I do one song and I'll put it away. And I'll I'll do another song, put it away, and it end up being like ten years that. From the start to the end, it's not that I was working on it all the time, but just from the time I started, I finished it was ten years. And then what um what made me want to do it is like right before the whole R. Kelly thing came out, right? I was like, I gotta finish this this this, this Aaliyah idea because I already have some tracks already done. And then when I saw the negativity happen, whatever with R. Kelly, I, I, a lot of these young people, new generation, didn't know Aaliyah, wasn't familiar with how she got started in her music, and so I didn't want to put that whole negativity on her creativity and her, mus- her musicianship and people think of the, her that's what about so I said this might be a good th- reason trying to put it out and that's why I took it off the shelf and started finishing it up um, so within that 10 years I worked with so many musicians it ended up being I didn't know until I was doing the, the, the 
credits and stuff. I have 27 musicians on this project. 27 <laughs> musicians and uh, and and 10, uh, 12 uh, singers. So uh, we got uh, uh, on keyboards, on back and forth. I got uh, Gail Johnson, who's uh, who used to be um, Norman Brown's music director, piano wow. player. And um, I got Kim, uh, Kimberly Joy singing on that background. On that, she was on The Voice. Uh, Four-page letter of a young singer named Rose LaFleur that I'm gonna be working with. That was her first time recording. She killed it. Uh, of course, I got Charmaine on there. I got Tiffany Tizell, mm-hmm. um, Christy Maya, uh, Christy Jones. Uh, I got Jessica Carl. Wow. Um, of course, Simone Ross Iba, uh, Latanya Farrow, Timmy Maya, um, my my niece, China Loren, um, and Elizabeth Dellinger, and Liz! and Cherise Courtney, who who sings and played upright bass on one of the songs. Wow. Hey man, you you I, we gotta reach out to Liz. We gotta get her on this show. Man, Liz is my that's my that's my girl, yo. Yeah, because godly, she's amazing too. Um Shout out to everybody. Tiff, Tiff. I got, yo, Tiff, you, y'all already know how I feel about her. Christy, I know a lot of these people, these artists, they're wonderful people, amazing artists. Timmy Maya, like you, you work with all the heavyweights. <laughs> Latanya, you work with all the heavyweights on this project, except for me. Uh-huh. It's, cool. it's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys go out there and get that. L- listen, Dave sent me the CD. Y'all need to, y'all need to get y'all game back going. I know it costs yeah. money, but stop being cheap. This yeah, dude man. puts out CDs. Yeah, I don't man. even have a CD player, so that's why I ain't played it yet. But he puts <laughs> out CDs. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Susan, find a CD player. Right, Susan, play. find a player, yo. I'm going to crack this joint open, but I got it on the download. I got it on yeah. a streaming joint. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Guys, this is David Davis, man. Listen, I got the number going at the bottom of the screen. It's 475-549-7849. Dave would love to answer a couple of your questions. You guys will have about a minute and a half to talk to him. If you want to uh, send me a text, I will make sure we give you a call back. Make sure you put your name inside the chat or whatnot so that I know who I'm talking to. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do this little segment where we're going to pay respects to the beautiful, the lovely... Oh, man. I'll never forget that when I found out that she passed away. I was on my way to do a show in North Carolina. Mm. And I don't know if y'all remember this times, but this is this is this was in 2001. So I had a two-way, uh, a time port, Motorola two-way pager. Bro. I remember them. And I got the message. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, they lying. Like how they lying. They lying, lying. You know what I'm saying? And um, they weren't. It was it was real. Cause this was before text messaging like got really big on cell phones. So you had to have a two-way, you know what I'm saying? If you if you was about that life, you know what I mean? And uh R.I.P. to 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 the beautiful pr- uh, princess or queen, uh, Aaliyah. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little a little segment where we're gonna uh, we're gonna list our top five Aaliyah songs. Now I can't wait to see to those that are watching some of their top five songs or if they agree with our top five joints. You know what I'm saying? So we are gonna call this segment the top five, right? And we're gonna do Aaliyah songs. I didn't give David this until like. 25 minutes before the show. So we're going to have to go off the dome. But I guarantee you, I prepped mine. I, I raced some songs, D. Like, I, like it was tough. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it yep. was tough. <laughs> it was super tough. So what you got? We'll start with five. We're going to work our way up to number one. Oh, I got to be in sequence two? Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Just oh, pull out man. the CD, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All right. You know, it's hard, man. You know what's hard about this? 
one, well, one, I'm a Libra, and we can't, we're indecisive. Ah, you know what I'm saying? So we like, if you give me two choices, I'll take both. I can't. Right. So I gotta think. I th- all right. So, all right. I don't know how to put it in order. All right. So I'm gonna put whatever comes in my head because it's, it's not going to. Start with five, and then I'm gonna go with my five. All right. I'm gonna say four page letter. All right. So that's your five. That's that. Yo, one of the greatest. Mama always told me to be careful who you love. Yo, th- th- just the whole concept behind it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now, that was the album. That was the one in a million album. That was the album. I'm not sure what R. Kelly produced on it, but that sounds like an R. Kelly production song, by the That's, way. That, would, that was actually Missy and Tim. That was Missy and Tim. Yeah. Wasn't the dudes from Player? They wrote that. Yeah. Remember the group Player, Cheers to You? I yeah. think they were writers on that project. Oh. Okay. So that's when Timberland first came. That's when Timberland came on the scene. If you guys don't know the story about Aaliyah, she was signed to like two record labels, yo. So it was weird. And when she was on Jive Records, R. Kelly was the only producer that the label would let her work with. Mm-hmm. He was the only producer that that can get her, could do her production. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of like, you know, molded her into this, to this mega star she became. And then she ended up working with Timberland. She met Missy and Timberland. She started working with them and producing his. My number five, though, was a Timberland joint. And it was the record we just played from you. Yo, the way that joint just resonates, that line, the beat, the bounce, like Timberland rapping on the track, bro. I'm like, I see the video. What's the reason? That was my number five. So I got, I got, we need a resolution. I, I got we need a what's your number four, bro? It probably my four would probably be we need, we need a resolution. That'd oh, be so, four. so we flip flopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that would anything with Tim, I think four out of five that I chose. Tim, Tim, Tim is on it. Tim did it. All right, we flip flopping. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna give my four and then we're gonna make a phone call because we have somebody that wants to ask you a question. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my number four, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. I think we flip flop. Real talk. Like hold on. No, my number four was another Timberland produced record, 1998. This is the year I graduated from high school, so uh, anything, everything that dropped this year was fire. This was yeah. on the Nutty Professor soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you that somebody? Yeah, I think yeah, it was a Nutty Professor soundtrack. It might have been that yeah. year. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, yeah, Are yeah. you that somebody? Tell me uh, you that somebody. Yeah. Tell me that. All right, yeah. so we're going to go ahead and, and give this wonderful person a call right now. And who that is? I ain't telling you who it is. You got maybe you got to try to guess. I made Quest guess who was calling in. Yo, yo, you on that under the spotlight show? What's going on? Oh dang, that was quick. That was wow, quick. Hey. Wow, Dave, homie, broski. Morning, 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 morning. He knew it right away. <laughs> Quest, Quest couldn't get his his surprise caller. Quest was like, "Who is this?" And then uh, and Dave got it right away. Come on now, I can tell. Because I sound like I'm three. <laughs> like name that tune. I can name that voice. And so listen, I came in kind of late, but I wanted to know. You know, by the way, listen, your latest project, super, super dope. I mean creative just i mean I, I can't even mind blowing but i wanted to know out of all the artists and with your experience and whatnot what made you choose to um choose Aaliyah as your artist that's a great four, question four, four, four. that's a great question so what dave is going to do dave is going to answer off the white when you hang up so you can hear his responses and stuff like that you know what i'm saying so okay cool uh, thank you so much for calling in 
I miss you. Yo, we getting in the studio yeah, man, within the next week home. or so. I promise. That's that's my word. Yes, I, yes. Keep I, doing it. I, Bye, Dave. Bye, Simone. Love you. Shout out to Simone. Dave, yeah, what made you choose Aaliyah? I think oh. like... Like, like I said, like ten over ten years ago, I just like I, I loved Aaliyah music, and I and I said this would be great. On some of the music would be great on a saxophone, and then that's how I got started. I said, you know what? I'm just gonna do a. a it's supposed to come. It's supposed to be a smooth jazz album. To tell you the truth, that's uh-huh. how. I, so I said I'm gonna do a. a, a I don't hate that word smooth jazz. It's gonna be an instrumental album. I was gonna I was gonna do an instrumental album with certain artists, and I wanted to do one with Aaliyah. And it started out to be in a in a in, a, 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 in an instrumental one, but then. I got certain singers to sing the hook. But once I did that, I said, you know what? Sing the whole song. I'll just solo on it. Just sound, you know? And then it ended up being now every song features a singer because of that. But it started out to be just an instrumental with a certain vocalist singing the hook. But I ended up changing it up at, you know, during it and said, you know what? I'm going to feature a different singer on each one of them, or most of them. And that's how I, I came about that. Wow. Wow. So, uh, and again, you said that this album took, it, it, it was a it was a work in progress. It started 10 years prior to when you released the album. So you yeah. were already like, you know, ready producing yeah. something. Sometimes when, you, when you're working a masterpiece, you know, it can't come out right away. You know what I'm right. saying? Michelangelo didn't paint the Sistine Chapel in mm-hmm. one day. Right, you know right. What I'm saying? He probably didn't paint it in 30 days, 100 days. It took time, right? He um, probably didn't do it. No, no, no. That's the other podcast where we're going to talk about stuff. You know what I'm saying? With stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I Question everything. Question everything. 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 All right, listen, man. Let's go to our number three. So you had... <laughs> what did, you had... Uh, four page four and page letter. We Need a Resolution. And then I said, We Need a Resolution and Are You That Somebody. What's your number three? We probably got the same ones. I got Are You That Somebody. You cheating, yo. You, Dave is just taking my joints. I you know what I'm right saying? Here. Let me switch this up real quick. All right, now nah, I'm playing. I got to read what's on my list. All yeah. right, so my number three is off that One in a Million album, and it's the, it's the song. Yo, love is a one, one in a million. million. Whoa! The guitar sample, the way, the way the beat faded in. Like, yeah. love me, baby, love me, baby. Oh, snap. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting amped right now. Um, <laughs> so that, that's my number three. Why that wasn't my number one, I don't know. Listen, Peachy says, one in a million. I think these are her five. One in a million. At your best, you are loved. Uh, that, yo, isn't that a remake? Yeah, yeah, but... I, um, I need to find out who did it. It's, um... Not Minnie uh, Ripperton, right? Yeah, yeah, Minnie Ripperton. I'm so smart. I'm smarter yeah. than I thought I was. <laughs> yes, because we yeah. used to Henny, we used to hearing Minnie sing that loving you, like yeah, those yeah. notes. At your best was so mellow, smooth. Like yeah. I, I didn't know that was her. Uh, she got at your best. She got one in a million. At your best, the one I gave my heart to. AJ, nothing but a number. I forgot about that joint. Um, and AJ, number. I don't wanna. I don't know. I don't wanna. My bad. But mm-hmm. I know I know four of her five. Mm-hmm. Four of her five. Aaliyah got a lot of songs that you might not recognize that that are her songs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you didn't, because they didn't come out as singles or whatever. Yep. Uh, so then I, I did my number three, right? Then we are number two. All right, so I got If Your Girl Only Knew. Ding, 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 Yo, it's crazy. I don't think I picked any joints off that album, cuz. Wait, no, I did pick stuff. That's the same one in a million album. That's the Timberland album. All right, let me see what I picked for my number two. So you got If Your Girl Only Knew, and I think I'm sliding in my number two. I think it was At Your Best. Mm-hmm. That was on the first album, right? 
Yeah. At your at your best was my number two, 1994. That was her debut album. With matter of fact, the- matter of fact, that song is is on the cutting room floor floor where it I didn't do that one. You know why? Why? Because I hit you up for that one. I don't know if you remember that. You just blow up my. Yeah. Let me take my glasses off. Uh, <laughs> All right. So what happened was because I know she's watching, right? Uh, so I reached out to to Lov, uh, and I remember this now. It's coming. Remember back. that? You remember when, that? Yeah, I remember. Bro. I you just remember like, this now. I was like, hold on. You, like, you didn't have to blow on my spot like we both uh, had. Hot. Now check it. I remember. So I hit her up, and she was about it. And then yeah. like, the gig started flowing in, and then yeah. that was the record. Your boy Breezy, a.k.a. Uh, Wayne Patrick, <laughs> a.k.a. Dave still call me Blaze Beats. That's how far we go Blaze back. Blaze Beats. All right, so that was the record. So so volume two? Yes, sir. Aaliyah part two? I, I got you, though. I, like, matter of fact, I felt like we even started recording it, or at least in yeah. the music. Yeah, I, I remember just, telling you something. I can't remember what it, I, I got to pull it up. I can't remember what Dave. it was. I didn't, I didn't expect your memory to come back. That, <laughs> that was, that was kind of messed up. That, I, 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 I didn't yeah. expect that. That, that was kind of messed up. You, you I might do a part two, though. I, the idea I have, like, concepts that I'm going to do is, I'm thinking about doing the, the, the arrangements that I did for this one, yeah. redo, them at, redo them as a total instrumental. It's going to be instrumental CD, take off the lead vocals, and I might add a couple of other new, new ones on top of it. So okay. I might put that one on, and then okay. one in a million, okay. by one, of my, one of my boys produced a track. It was so hot. that <laughs> And, and, and I, I hit him up. I, my, my cousin sent it to me. It's so hot that he sent it to me on the phone, and I recorded it in my studio through my speakers, and I just laid down sax to that version of that. Wow! And it sounds so hot, and I sent it back. He never hit me back yet, so I'm not going to blow him up, but, I, you know. But, but you I'm, blew me up, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I Matter of fact, we, we got a show Thursday, man. I'm going to make sure I leave you high and dry. All right, so check this out. Dave, what is your number one Aaliyah song? Number one. Drum roll, please. Not because it's of music, it's just because concepts like I talk about. Like her last song, her her last song she did that, her album, and she was coming back from doing yeah. a, shooting a music video of that song, and that's Rock the Boat. So that's my favorite. So, so if you want to know how connected Dave and I are, the energy or the synergy, whichever word you want to use, we share. I, that's, this is my number one. Because, and I know Dave is not cheating for the simple fact that I sent him the, the, the show itinerary without this on it. Then I retyped it on here. Unless he got ESP or whatever. I just wrote that junk down on my piece, piece of paper just like, all right, this is what I did. The way Rock the Boat is layered... Can we do that on Thursday, bro? Can we, we got the instrumental. We could, we could, we could rock yeah, to that, vibe yeah, to that. Yeah. Because the way it's just bro. layered. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Yo, it just, it's the way it's layered, yo. And I think Missy wrote that. That's her singing backgrounds on that joint. Her and Tweet singing backgrounds on that record, bro. Tweet, remember? Ah, oh, smoking cigarettes at night, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Man, yo. This, this episode was crazy because... You did, you did, you covered one of the, the greatest artists of all time. You know, you, you, you paid your respect to her in such a great way. Uh, before we get out of here, 
ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go, you guys go out there and you can find the CD. I know it's out there on CD Baby or whatever. You'll get a, a, a official copy. So make sure you guys go out there and buy his CD. Matter of fact, how do you get in touch with Dave? Well, that's really simple. I know Dave can tell you, but I went up here and I put it out there for Dave. You can go to his website. Now, don't be tricked like I was. It's www.davidavis.com. One D in the middle. David Avis. Don't ask. Don't tell. You should have called in. He would have answered the question. But I'm sure you can shoot him an email, and he'll let you know why his website is not David Davis, and it's yes. David Avis. All yes. right? But we truly appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in, man. We uh, This Under the Spotlight show is something special to me because... It's about it's about talent. It's about me giving back to to all the artists that that pay their respects that I've played with, that I've toured with, that I, I don't even know yet. You know, artists that I plan on working with. And Dave, man, I hope we continue to grow. What's next for you, bro? What's what's coming on next for you? What's next for me? Well, first, the remember the remembering Aaliyah album. There's a dedicated uh, website called rememberingaaliyah.com specifically for that album. So you can go to that and get some updates. But What's next? I don't know, man. I have some. I have some other conceptual stuff, of course. Um, I have like another reparation volume two that I'm gonna do. It's gonna be very. Uh, it's gonna touch on some some topics that's, um, that's important, I think, and that's not talked about. Um, I don't know. I got. I have so many different ideas. Right before this whole shutdown and everybody was doing this versus thing on Instagram, mm-hmm. I was I always wanted to do the same thing with verses, where I was gonna do a project with do an EP where I do like three songs of. New edition versus three songs with boys and men. Why don't we and, do it? Yeah, so I still might do it, but when I saw this versus thing, I was like, oh, so I'm on the right track. So I, nah, so their joint ain't their joint isn't what I want. They just playing records. Mm. Now Teddy Riley was about to take it to the whole next level, creatively and do some creative yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah, like he went and made show tracks and mm. everything, but it was too powerful for streaming. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. I say Shut we should down. do that. The only thing that, <laughs> yeah. that 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 sucks is the lag. Like we got to figure out this this lag, and I think that's something that's yeah. really hard to figure out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but Dave, I don't know if you have your instrument with you, but it would be dope if you send us home on on a song of your choice, bro. Like, oh, word? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. You guys want to hear David play a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Got better. I'll come and get you. I have. I got to tell a story. Like my my alto sax. I just did a gig this weekend. And I had an accident, and it fell, and it broke. And I have to bring it to the shop tomorrow. So my alto, that's my, my baby. So that's my alto. I'm not a, I'm, I play tenor, but I'm not a tenor sax player. But I have my tenor here. Her name is Tanisha. So I call her Tanisha. So, I mean, I can play something with Tanisha. I don't know what I'm going to play. Uh, for those of you uh, are Libra, we still in Libra, right? We still Libras? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm Capricorn. But yeah, y'all Libras. All right, I'm Libra. So this goes out to all the Libras. Ready? A 
Happy birthday, y'all. Happy birthday to all the Libras. Shout out to my man, David Davis, man. I will see you this Thursday, brother. We have a gig uh, at, in, in New Haven, Connecticut, man. And I can't wait to play at the Harvest Wine Bar with you. It's been a long time, yeah, long man. time. So we're going to go out there and serenade that crowd, man, that dinner crowd. And if you're in the New Haven area, make sure you come out Thursday, 7 p.m., 7 to 9.30 p.m. at the Harvest Wine Bar. I advise you to make your reservations because it will be outside and their tables are limited unless you decide to go inside a dime. But then you won't get that full Saks You Up experience. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Saks You Up? All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We truly appreciate you here under the spotlight. Make sure you guys are following us at Shoot the Breeze. Go to DavidAvis.com. So you can get his latest news, latest music, all that good stuff. We love you. We out. Peace. Peace out. I wanna ride.